Welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. My name's Ashley Brandt. And I'm Brooke Marine. I'm back. Surprise, bitch. I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. And we're here to talk about IRL news only. This is an IRL exclusive episode. (sighs) Where do I begin? I mean, I feel like personally this month has been a whirlwind. Like the month of November has just been crazy for me in my personal life. I think that like other people can relate. I think Kim and Kanye can definitely relate. I think that the fact that pop culture wise i've been totally thrown for a loop there were a lot of tv finales recently that's always Mm -hmm. something to get over and mourn Mm -hmm. there's a lot of kim and kanye shit that we have to talk about courtney and scott just ah so much so much do you remember like months and months ago we said that 2016 had been pretty good for kim so far we did say that oh oh year of realizing Uh, things is what it was (laughs) it really was i thought november would be where this shit storm ended but it's literally only picking up speed and it's taking kim and kanye down with it yeah i totally forgot that donald trump is our next president too by the way in case you didn't in case you forgot in case you could go 10 minutes of your day and forget before you're like snap back to reality because that happens to me all the time yeah all day long Oh, I feel sick. Well, that's that's honestly as good a place as any to start because this seemingly all started right after the election when Kanye went on a rant. And I don't usually like to use the word rant when I'm talking about Kanye, but this this is warranted because he talked about how he wished he had voted for Donald Trump, but how he hadn't voted at all Ugh. and then walked off the stage early. And that was just the first step towards what became a fifty-one fifty, <laughs> which is an involuntary psychiatric hold. Yeah, I mean, and all of this happened around the anniversary of his mother's death. I think that's like mm-hmm. very important to remember. You know, he clearly feels guilt for this still, and like I, I. Mm-hmm. I completely understand why a person would. I mean, he paid for the surgery. I, I, I get it. He blames himself, I think. I just, I don't even know. I mean, like, he clearly, he's having, he's having a, like, a psychiatric break right now. Or he's been going, he had one, and now he's trying to recover from it. And I feel like the way it's been framed in, in news media or tabloid media is that it's, like, Trouble in Paradise, Kim and Kanye divorcing, it's going to be over soon, it's going to be over. And, I mean, you know, like, she, like, slept in his hospital bed, and she never left his side, and she told him to calm down, you don't need to work right now, you know? And, like, he likes to work, as we know, Mm -hmm. and so does she. Um, And it's, of course, always important to, like, remember how much of, you know, celebrity or, like, fame itself is, like, so entwined with capitalism and capitalist production, and that's... It's just really interesting when you think about... um, like, for example, uh, Lauren Berlant has written about cruel optimism and she's written about, you know, att- attachments to things in the world and how it's, 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 a, it's, it's, you're attached to things that inevitably hurt you. You're attached to, we are all attached to like, or by we, I mean like Americans mm-hmm. are attached to like striving for a certain lifestyle, but that hurts you because it's like, if I want to be an upper middle class 
laborer I have to go to an office I have to sit at an uncomfortable desk all day I have to you know put a lot of my energy and effort into doing this and it's like a whole cycle and I eat terribly and you don't have time to work out and Mm -hmm. one of the key uh you know pieces of, of what Berlant says in um slow death which is a chapter in cruel optimism is that um you know being sick like we define being sick as the inability to work and mm-hmm. that's like clearly at play that's clearly at play on this you know at this pop culture level i would say with kim and kanye um they're both kanye i mean he's uh, clearly physically and mentally ill uh he's an illness but like this is especially affecting both of them, especially with Kim. She's got definitely, she had a traumatic experience. I'm sure she's still dealing with that. Mm-hmm. They're both defined by their brands and they're defined by their, by their products. And they themselves have become products as by virtue of becoming the celebrities that they are. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Just that it's just interesting and in that you have to constantly, you know, you have to think about how the capitalist right work that they do has affected them and it has affected us and that has everything to do with donald yeah. trump being elected and like all of this stuff yeah. you know like yes. it's, it's all entwined intertwined is what i'm trying to say <laughs> there are no coincidences here exactly we are witnessing the end of late capitalism so it's all related it's crazy how it's been accelerated though because accelerationism is like scary accelerationism is is often praised by both the extreme left and the extreme right and that's where it gets like scary that's just where fascism meets true but to take it back to kim and kanye like the fact that they are taking a break and getting out of the public eye in certain senses not completely by any means is potentially going to hurt their brand and it's definitely something that chris jenner and their whole team is thinking about when they're feeding stories to people when they're thinking about what outlet's going to get what kind of news where they're going to go with this is kim going to make a public appearance again is she going to post about saint's birthday today like hbd but i mean the question is like is there a way to spin this and i think this really is a situation where there is no way for Chris Jenner to spin this, and the best thing would be for both of them to recede from the public eye, but because of the short attention span in mainstream news and popular culture, mm-hmm. that's going to hurt And their they brand. will lose money, and that's what makes them who they are, and that's why we love them. Exactly. I just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, as far as, like, the divorce rumors or whatever, first of all, no relationship between two individuals is ever perfect. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was a given, but apparently not. Um, so that's the that's one thing, and then the other thing is like, of course Kim is going to be, you know, staying with her mother and like afraid to to be alone when she's just been robbed at gunpoint while she was alone. Of course, Kanye, you know, and she mm-hmm. did go. She was by his bedside in the hospital, and of course now Kanye's been released or whatever, and they're not living together. And it's just like I I think maybe it has something to do with the fact that like maybe they don't want him. They don't. Maybe they don't want the kids to see him like this, or maybe for him to be around the children, mm-hmm. that would remind him too much of his own relationship with his mother. And like, you know, he could spiral again. I, I don't know. That's like totally mm-hmm. speculating. But, but there, there are like a host of reasons. Like he's probably gonna get more rest and be able to take more of a break if he's not living mm-hmm. with 
you know, mm-hmm, a three-year-old mm-hmm. and a one-year-old and his mother-in-law. And, like, he, at times, like, Kanye seems so overstimulated. And this is, again, just total speculation. I could see how just isolation would be right. beneficial to him. And I, I just think, like, sure, maybe they will get divorced, but... I think it'll be like a year from now, maybe two. I think like, mm-hmm. and I was saying this before, but I would absolutely love if they stayed together forever. Like, I think the artifice of of marriage would be truly revealed if these two individuals happened to be the only Hollywood marriage that had ever lasted. Like, I think that there's something subversive about that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's cool. Like, it's cool to, when two no, people I stay totally together. Agree. I don't hate it. I mean, I want them to stay together. I want them to have more kids as as they brought up in the previous Keeping Up with the Kardashians episodes. But this is the first time that we've really seen seemingly someone from Kim's team, from Kris Jenner's team, giving stories to people about how their marriage is strained and how Kim is stressed and maybe how there there are cracks in this marriage. And I say that specifically because people doesn't run anything unless it's approved by a publicist. So for these stories to be coming from people means that someone on their teams wants this news to be published. Yeah. I just, I really wonder what Chris is going through. Like, I want to know. No, I know she, she really does. And I just want to know, like, what's her thought process? Like, what is her plan of action? Because there's no one who's better at at playing the media than Kris Jenner. Like, you have to give her that credit. And I just wonder, mm-hmm. like you were saying, I think the best thing to do would be for them to both take a break. Like, just take a break. But, and Chris, I think, is doing everything to allow them to take as much of a break as they can while keeping the brand strong with the network, you know, because mm-hmm. she's got, like, Robin China. That's a whole other thing, obviously. But she's got that and, you know, Courtney and Scott. Like, there's Chloe and now Chloe's workout show. You know, like, there's a piece of Card- a new piece of Kardashian content pretty much premiering just about every week or every other week on E. And that's astounding considering the fact that like mm-hmm. Kim and Kanye like are pretty much out of the picture right now. And they're, and Kim is what started it. Um, I don't know. Also, I feel like I should say that like now that I'm employed, these are all my opinions, by the way. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. It does not reflect the opinions of anyone but me. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what Chris is thinking. I think she's got, like, a pretty solid grasp on how to handle it, but I I wonder if there was, like, a little bit of panic that she felt. Yeah, yeah. And I think, again, the stories that are coming out are 100% from Kim's team. They're from Chris. They're really favoring Kim. And the storyline has kind of been that, you know, he kind of felt lost without her support after she uh, went into hiding after the robbery, and then that the stress of like not being able to agree agree on how to renovate their hidden hills home has been affecting their marriage and you know every story has a line from an unnamed source that says you know kim's doing amazing and while they're not yet throwing kanye under the bus uh chris is definitely focusing on salvaging kim's brand and i don't really know who's maybe um in kanye's publicity corner at this point Mm, yeah good point and I, I think part of that is because he just really likes to be so in control of his own shit mm-hmm. that I don't know if he has anyone to really that can really tell him like listen it's like someone who's gonna tell him you need to take a chill pill or you need to do X Y Z and that he would listen. Mm-hmm. I think that person is Kim. Yeah, that's the only person he listens to who's not himself. I think. 
No, I think that's absolutely true. And now that she's shaken up, it's like, you know, where does he go? Where is he going to turn? I don't know. I don't have answers. I just provide the questions. Um, And the latest piece of news, I think, to come out is that they, this was again fed to people, is that um, this was the result of Kanye mismanaging medication that he was already on. Again, kind of in the aftermath of Kim's robbery and then kind of following the anniversary of his mother's death. Um, A lot of really personal information is coming out and there's definitely a HIPAA violation on the loose somewhere. Oh, I know. I I feel really, I get like, I feel like, I get like such a gross feeling like talking openly about like people, like celebrities, like, like him, for example, taking medication. It's like ever since Heath Ledger died, I, and I was in, I was like, shit, that was almost 10 years I ago. I know. Whoa. Sorry. I just realized how old I was when that happened and I did the math of how old I am now and I just realized it's like 10 years, but no, ever since then, it's been – I've, like, felt super weird about knowing what, like mm-hmm. – about when people report about, like, celebrities taking medication. And it's, like, there's been a lot of weird sh- – I mean, you know, Prince this yeah. year. Or even that issue with, like, Selma Blair on the airplane. Yes. And she was, like, I mixed medication. Like, I just get so, like – I get, like, this weird anxious, like, zap when I hear about these mm-hmm. things. And part of it's because it's, like, how do you know – the Selma Blair thing is different because she openly said afterwards, you know, whatever. But, like, how do you know how much of this is true? And, like, yeah. you can't share. Doctors can't share that information. It's illegal. So, um, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I just realized 10 years since Heath Ledger's death almost. Rest in peace. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's coming up him. in, like, February. Yeah. I was going to say because his daughter must be about probably about 10. Yeah. Oh, God. And Michelle Williams is, like, back on the Oscar circuit oh, this year. Oh, she's fucking love her. Thank God. And I was also thinking about Mary-Kate and Ashley, because I can't remember yes, which one was, it was with Mary-Kate. <laughs> it's always Mary-Kate. Why is it? What's... <laughs> Mary-Kate, what's the deal? Like, I... Although I do love that picture of her with Olivier Sarkozy and then, like, Ashley with her other, like, 60-year-old boyfriend <laughs> and, like, the two of them sitting on opposite sides of the aisle at a next yes. game. Like, I would live if I saw that in person. <laughs> I would absolutely live if I saw them both on their dates with their older, very, much older lovers. Oh, that would be great. I kind of love it. Oh, I kind of absolutely. Love, like, I love them, kind of. They're living, like their best life and that's what matters here true and we can only hope for the same for kim and kanye um obviously we wish them all the best and we hope that you know no one is divulging anything against kanye's wishes but at the same time very suspicious of how news is getting distributed Mm -hmm. i think one other thing speaking of relationships that i just want to talk about is courtney and scott E announced the other day that they are officially back together, and <laughs> I have I have mixed feelings about this. I figured that they would get back together eventually. I thought it would be a few years from now. Mm-hmm. I thought that they'd both maybe seriously date other people and then be like, oh, all right, let's get back together. Courtney wants another kid. She knows that she's getting that kid from Scott because she can trust those genes. <laughs> and... Yeah, I just, I feel weird about them being back together right now. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, it, 
It's very strange because in a certain way it feels like a distraction, especially with the way the news has been rolled back every time a new report comes out. So originally there's like the E report that says they're back together and they're living together. Then there's a new E article that says they're just back together, not living together. And E is like Chris Jenner's chosen medium because of their mm-hmm. relationship with E through their TV series. So usually when I'm looking at Kardashian news, I look at E for what they want us to know. And I look at TMZ for maybe what they don't want us to know. Because TMZ, if you've ever read that amazing, I don't know, amazing is not the right word, that New Yorker article about Harvey Levin. Yeah. And oh my God, that's TMZ's whole, yeah. That's a whole other thing. Now that they're doing the Donald Trump special, I'm like, oh but tmz is probably the source of every single hipaa violation in los angeles county they have people constantly posted up at major hospitals at uh, courthouses just like looking for celebrity news and they verify pretty much everything as often as possible they get documents they get video Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean harvey was a lawyer and that's part of his like his closing at the end of the show he's like i'm a lawyer and it's it's like a joke, but it's also true, and that's why everything I, if I hear something from TMZ, I believe it. If I hear something oh, from yeah. Us Weekly or People, I'll most likely believe it. If it's Kardashian content and it's coming from E, I absolutely believe it. But TMZ mm-hmm. is like ninety nine percent correct because they, they yeah. know. And TMZ can be very shady about how they frame things and like whose side of the story they're taking. But the objective facts that they report on are usually true. That's yes, I agree. But I mean, they got they got Michael Jackson's death wrong, yeah. they, right? They were the first people I think to post about Michael Jackson before E. I remember when I was in high school, I used to get because I didn't not quite and right before I had a, a smartphone, I still had like a or I guess it was a smartphone, but not internet enabled because that shit costs money. But now we all have iPhones, so like whatever. But I remember I had a Droid and. Even before that, I used to get, (laughs) this is how deep it goes with me. I used to get, I signed up for text updates from E about like just general, like important pop culture news. So it would like, my phone would go off like three times a day and I'd be like, oh, okay. Like Mary-Kate and Ashley did this or, you know, they weren't really in the news. Like, I don't know. It was more like, uh, I don't know. This was before Amanda Bynes even had her breakdown, but like still like, big important shit and I just remember I was working I had a summer job and I was working and I was sitting there and my phone buzzed and I we weren't supposed to check our phones at work but Mm -hmm. no one was there so I checked and it had it was e online e news telling me that Michael Jackson they thought he was dead and then I checked TMZ and I just remember like those text updates gave me life that's how I know these things everyone (laughs) this is how I know I had no friends I was really excited about looking at Wikipedia and IMDB literally all day long like that's all I did for fun obsessed reading the forums like looking I'd be like hmm I wonder what um oh Eric Roberts has like the longest uh IMDB credit list he's got like 400 credits I wonder what you know and then I like who cares but I cared for whatever reason I remember I'd watch a movie or TV show and immediately have to oh yeah I still do that and like their filmography I still do that that's how we know what we're talking about um and like renting Netflix DVDs when they still did the DVD service Mm -hmm. before instant but no those those text updates were really important and TMZ I think they pretty much always get it right 
whatever you want, whatever your opinions are on how ethical their journalism is or whatever, they're exactly. still right. So it was a surprise correct. when just a few days ago, TMZ kind of broke rank with E and people and said, Courtney and Scott are not back together. They're just spending time together. So that's a huge surprise because TMZ would not report on that unless they had some kind of evidence, some kind of, you know, trusted source. So I trust that, you know, they vetted this information, but it's in complete contrast with the the E and the people narrative, which is that Courtney and Scott are back together. They're giving their relationship a shot. And I wonder if this is maybe Mm -hmm. meant to be a story to not eclipse Kim and Kanye by any means, because no one is kidding themselves into thinking Courtney and Scott is a bigger story, but to kind of like provide a different Kardashian narrative for people to follow while this is happening with Courtney or with uh, Kim and Kanye behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, I just also in general don't ever care as much about Courtney and Scott's relationship compared to like, you know, Kim and Kanye's or even like Kylie and Tyga. But that's only because their relationship is like <laughs> fucked up, you know? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Courtney and Scott, as dysfunctional as they want to make it seem that they are, I really think that they're two pretty normal people as far as this relationship goes with one another. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we all knew they were going to get back together, as we said. Whether or not they're back together now, I really think they're going to have another kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, I hope it works out for them. I hope. I mean, Scott does seem to be doing better. So maybe this is going to work out. Who knows? Who knows? Speaking of Kylie also. Yes. I would like to take a moment. I wish we could go back in the archives and find this. Someone with more time than I do, please do this for us. Um do you remember when I said maybe like three episodes in a row that I I swear to God, by the end of 2016, the year of realizing things, in the words of Kylie Jenner herself, she would have a brick and mortar store where she would be selling Kylie merchandise. And what do we have? She's got a brick and mortar store opening up at the fucking mall. Like, that's intense. I thought it was going to be some little whatever, you know, what? No, she's got a store opening up at the mall and KylieJennerShop.com, uh, it, we've got five days, 16 hours, 58 minutes, and 47 seconds as of right now until the shop opens up. But I just want to say the font that she chose is so Kylie. Like, it's so, like, like it's clearly – and this is, like, her style, too. It's, like, basic, but, like, basic plus. Like, it's, like, rich people basic, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, where it's, like, too too trendy, like too on the nose with like trying to be trendy Too forever mm-hmm. 21 but for rich people and yeah which is fine like obviously i'm broke as hell so i don't dress i i dress poorly i'll say that i think i do but <laughs> i'm just like looking at you wearing a flannel on facetime right now <laughs> yeah so like that's what i'm wearing on a sunday evening but i i think i don't know it's it's interesting uh that kylie's doing exactly what i predicted the year of realizing things she also has a shirt that says the year of realizing things i think and i just like i kind of want it i can make it myself i can make it myself i know that's that's what you should do i think but it's amazing when you think about how much her star has risen Mm, in the past year mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i think 2015 was really like what are they doing with kylie like why is she suddenly important Um, Because she did have, like, a strong teen fan base at that point, but the mainstream was kind of like, is this really happening? And it fucking happened. Like, 
she's trying to bank this creepy ass relationship with Tyga. She definitely got quite a bit of work done in the past year. Uh, and I, I have to say it looks good. I don't think she maybe should have gotten that as young as she is because her body's still growing and developing and changing. But, like, she looks good. No, oh, yeah. Kylie, that. like, Kylie Jenner is hot. Like, I don't think – I think I would be remiss to, like, agree or admit to that. Like, it's clear mm-hmm. that she's, like – she's hot in the way that it's, like, this is clearly what, like, men – like, straight men yeah. want. Like, she's just, like – like all the puzzle pieces are put together perfectly to turn her into this like white but vaguely black features much like her sister you know like Kim Mm -hmm. or whatever but she's you know like the lips the ass whatever the way she dresses the way that Mm -hmm. she interacts and speaks and it's just like she's this like creation of everything that I think a lot of men want or whatever like certain men want i don't know i don't know i can't even speak from that but like i don't know she looks good it's just that like you're 19 you know slow it down that's the only thing i don't i don't and i don't give a shit if people get work done or not exactly it's just that i'm thinking like maybe wait a little bit because your face might change naturally already or like things might move you know exactly (laughs) your boobs might change you know but she has all the money in the world to get that work redone if the time comes. So true. And, like, she's doing great. Like, her people – I don't think people dislike her. I think no. by the end of this year, she's got – her fan base has risen. I think she's done a good job of trying to get people to see that she can be uh, – this word is, like, it's like whatever, but, like, relatable to some degree mm-hmm. in a weird way because she's, like, so – everything about her looks so fake. But I think that – with her social media and her Snapchat, she tries to be real mm-hmm. and it works for her brand. Yeah. And she's and, having a little know. bit of like fun with herself, like the realizing things shirt. Like that's very Kim that's post meme. Chris Humphrey's divorce. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's like, she's making this money is off what she meme. should be doing. Yeah. She exactly. knows how to, she's self-aware and she knows how to make exactly. fun of herself. And like, I can always appreciate that. Um, so no, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Do you want to make any 2017 Kylie Jenner predictions? Let me think. Well, uh, her sister Kendall is, as we've discussed, might have some news. Um, I would say in the next six months, I'm thinking that she's going to say that she doesn't do labels. I think that's how it's going to be framed. Um, Because, like... Her hanging out with ASAP Rocky does not mean anything. No. That literally means nothing. Oh, also speaking of this, this has nothing to do with the Kardashians, but to me, it's like me huge it. news. Like when I saw this, I was just actually, you know what? I can connect it to the Kardashians. So I was hanging. Wait, out are with you going to talk about Mandy Moore? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was hanging out with my friends, and I was talking about um, that picture of Mandy Moore. It's it became like a meme or like a very popular tweet where it was like her on watch what happens live and she's got like her curly hair hoop earrings whatever she looks great promoting this is us her show on nbc mm-hmm. um from like you know like a month or two ago and the person captioned it mandy moore looks like the white woman j-lo plays in her movies and it was so true she looked just like j-lo but like you know how j-lo is it, like always ethnically ambiguous or like her in the in her films not necessarily in real life clearly she's puerto rican she's very proud of it i just know that like 
in a lot of movies. Like, The Wedding Planner, they're like, she's Italian. Or, like, you know, uh, Made in Manhattan. It was like, is she Latin? Like, what's the deal? You know, like, it's always a little blurry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she gets a little bit whitewashed. And, like, I we've talked about this before, but that piece that Anne Helen Peterson wrote about Ben Affleck, the, yes. the fall of his star, the rise of Jennifer Garner's star, and how the relationship between Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez was very, very heavy, heavily dependent on his star power sort of like classing her up a little bit Mm -hmm. and in a way sort of making her a little bit whiter or palatable for white audiences Mm -hmm. um and white consumers with that being said that's what we were discussing one of my friends just googles mandy moore on her computer and she's like holy shit mandy moore she's breaking news and i'm thinking like this has to do with her show that i watched like two episodes of it's like Mm -hmm. sappy but parents love it you know that sort of thing right right. and i'm like i'm not i'm not nearly i wasn't i was so not ready to hear this news but in case none of you knew mandy moore revealed in some random interview that both of her brothers and her mother are gay and i just was like holy shit like one i'm so happy that mandy moore is break is is in the news because it's like i've yeah. always liked her i've always liked mandy moore i've liked pretty much every movie she's ever been in like even the bad ones she makes them better i loved her albums i think she's cool she seems really nice she's friends with minka kelly they kind of look alike i think it's cool she's <laughs> great and so when i also found out that apparently mandy moore her entire fucking family is gay i just for some reason like that was so comforting for me i was like cool so her brothers like came out when they were in high school you know growing up or whatever and then her mom left her her mom pulled a gen alliance and left her dad for another woman i think that's i think that's dope and she even said so herself she was like in this interview she basically was saying that she because her family had been sort of queered i guess um she tried to be the like writ large like normal one and she like married ryan adams and they had a marriage that lasted for like six years but they got divorced and she's basically like and you know i realized like there's no such thing as normal and it's like impossible and i like love that some like seemingly basic straight white woman just like had this realization 2016 year of realizing things i just think like and this does relate to the kardashians because it speaks to the concept of family and like you know your chosen family which that's like such an important thing when mm-hmm. you talk about the Kardashians and the men that they're involved with is that yes. they bring in these, we've discussed this, they bring in these men who choose them as their family, you know, um, mm-hmm. because they've maybe had issues with their own biological families. And, you know, now the whole thing with Caitlyn and how that sort of like clearly thrown this entire, this whole, you know, last two years, they've been dealing with a lot of, I think the, I don't want to say aftermath because it's like that implies something that I'm not trying to say, but I think they're just trying to, you know, metabolize and and totally understand what all of this means. And then you have Caitlyn going and voting for Donald Trump and being vocal about that. And it's like, you know, how do you, I think she's, I think Caitlyn is a very important example of how like your gender and your sexuality or your identities, whatever they may be, do not necessarily just because you have like a queer uh, way of expressing your gender or a queer sexuality obviously does not mean that doesn't indicate that your politics are that way are you know liberal and progressive that's and so queer true. as well and i think that's really um that's like hard to explain i think to some people 
because they think they see someone like Laverne Cox or Janet Mock. It's like these are like trans stars and they're amazing women and they're good actors and good writers. And they're also like very liberal and progressive. Mm-hmm. And so I just think like it's I think Caitlin is like a good example or a good lesson for like people to like once you once you can like understand the like. Once you're speaking to people who finally understand what it means to be trans or what it means to be queer in whatever way, the next step is to be like, okay, now they're not all the same, you know? Yeah. And that's so important to realize. Because also, Caitlin's got so many privileges. Like, she's white. And, yeah. You know? And she's had money for her whole life. And she's an Olympic athlete. Like, mm-hmm. you know? That's very true. And I do want to talk a little bit more about the constellation of like kardashian family men but i also want to talk about how in addition to 2016 being the year of realizing things this year was good for two other things and two other things alone and that is rap music and queer women that's it. true that's very true uh we've got so much good black music this year like i mean yeah we started out with anti and what are we ending with i mean I would say the most recent. Oh, Childish Gambino. It's so fucking Childish good. Gambino, Danny Brown. Um, Chance the Rapper. Frank Chance, Ocean. Frank. Like, Solange. Kanye, Beyonce, Beyonce. Kanye. Rihanna. Like all of the major players yes. and then some minor ones too. Yeah. Like, Run just, the Jewels releasing a new single. Yes. I just think it also speaks. And you said queer women as well. I know you're going to talk about Kristen Stewart. Oh my god, no, there are just so many things, like, so many women <laughs> playing Blanchett. Jenna Lyons, like, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert from Eat, Pray, Pray Love, left her, Whoa, hu- left her husband for about her best that. friend. Yeah, and then this, like, Christian mommy blogger, like, divorced her husband and is now dating... I- oh, Abby d- Wambach? Yes! Yeah, yeah, I that- Who else? Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine came out as bisexual, Aubrey Plaza came out as bisexual, like... Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne came out as bisexual. <laughs> My favorite, like, Disney bad girl is Bella Thorne. I can't explain it. She's just, she seems, I'll I don't know. It. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who else? Oh, all, well, all of those kids. This is what I mean, like, the ki- by those kids, I mean, like, the Rowan Blanchard, the Yara Shahidi, the yes. Amanda Stenber- Stenberg. Amanda, They're yeah. all, like, cool and, like, very woke, as the kids say. Um, and they're very young, and it's cool. And And I think... Both of those examples of like major cultural um, creations that have come from both of those groups of people, or even just like by virtue of people coming out, whatever, I think it just like speaks to the resiliency of, um, I don't want to say minority, but I'll just, for lack of a better word, because I'm tired, you know, like people who come from like racial backgrounds like minority racial backgrounds or minority minority sexuality or whatever um i just think that like historically those group those two groups of people have had to be resilient and have just had to deal with a lot of shit and like in one way you can say that maybe there's like a little bit a sense of feeling hopeful um because everything that they do isn't purely reactionary that's not true Mm -hmm. um but i do feel hopeful that like even though we have trump as our president for the next four years possibly eight hopefully not and even just all of his cabinet which are terrifying people as well it's just like if there's one thing that i think i i'm trying to like that's trying to like get me through is that like 
those sorts of communities will hopefully people will not be as isolated and people will if they need to force themselves to like do the proper do the work of community building mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and being around people who share similar adversities um and create things and talk about things and do mm-hmm. whatever it is that they do best you know to like deal with this speaking yeah. of deal how to deal mandy moore film it's fantastic based on a sarah Dessen young adult novel yes I know a lot about Mandy Moore, I'm just realizing. I never thought. She's cool. I'd love to be her friend. She seems dope. I just remember in her divorce, they, like, fought over her pets, and I was like, same. Yeah, no, that's relatable, I think. Um, But to to round it all out, we were talking about, or we were kind of referencing this idea that there's this Kardashian curse on the men of the family um, that's kind of coming back with Kanye and what's happening with him, but bright spot in all of this lamar odom seems to be doing really really well he's spending time yeah with his kids maybe starting up his clothing line again he looks very very good like happy Mm -hmm. healthy really just like he's come so far in the last year i'm i'm so happy to see him like this um i also think that i need to read this breaking news um just for anyone who wants to hear it's political Uh, This is from BuzzFeed News. I'm looking at Twitter right now. Breaking. Dakota Access Pipeline will not pass through Standing Rock Reservation. (gasps) Army decides. So, yeah. We just broke news. Holy shit. No. um, Yeah. Protesters got it. The Army is not going to pass. Okay. Let me read the full quote. Okay. Today, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers announced that it will not be granting the easement to Cross Lake uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, Oahe, Ohe, I don't know, for the proposed Dakota Access Pipeline. Standing Rock Sioux Tribal Chairman Dave uh, Archambault II said in a statement sent to BuzzFeed News, instead, the Corps will be undertaking an environmental impact statement to look at possible ar- alternative routes. Um, <gasps> this is so amazing. We wholeheartedly support the decision of the administration and commend with the utmost gratitude the courage it took on the part of President Obama, the Army Corps, the Department of Justice, and the Department of the Interior to take steps to correct the course of history and do the right thing. Um, I'm just reading forward a little bit. Energy Transfer Partners, the company building the pipeline, did not immediately respond to requests for content uh, comment. Um, you know, since August, thousands of demonstrators have been there. Um... Uh, uh, I'll just read the correction. The pipeline was set to be built on a lake near near to the Standing Rock Reservation. An earlier version of this post said the lake was on the reservation. Um, but yeah, the guy that they that they interviewed, he said, I would say that it's over. That's amazing. That's incredible. I truly did not know if it was actually going to be stopped. Yeah. Like I thought, I kind of thought. I mean, this has that... been going on for so long and they're getting into like the dead of winter and thousands of people were still out there getting sick they're refusing water they're spraying oh them with you know rubber and that, bullets and shit. i know and woman, that girl who got who her gave bl- birth that and then the, the girl who got her arm almost blown off and i feel like i feel like in the wake of the election obviously there was a lot of mobilization there were a lot of protests and similarly there were a lot of people saying i don't think protesting works like why don't you do something productive why don't you go about things in like peaceful means or whatever but protesting is is an important mechanism of democracy and of justice and it has value and i think this first of all proves the impact that like 
coming together and like demonstrating for a movement or for a cause can have. And I think that this is something really important to keep in mind over the next four years as we kind of debate among ourselves, like what is the best action to take against this administration? Completely. I And I, I think like, I just, you know, like, I just feel like a lot of the like art and things that I've been consuming over the last month. And that includes Kardashian content, whatever, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, sorry, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, I think I just want to like reemphasize, like want to emphasize what I said about like doing whatever it is that you do best. Like for example, you know, if that is for you, like protesting and going out there and being on the like, you know, front line, so to speak, then that's what you do. If it's maybe boycotting with the dollars that you have and not, you know, not, you know, getting gasoline from Sunoco because they provide the gasoline that's going to go through the pipeline, then that's what you do. Or if it's like mm-hmm. creating something or just starting a dialogue amongst an audience of like whatever size, I think like that's just so important to let people know that like, everything they do does I know like we've said before that nothing matters and in the grand scheme of things yes this will we will all be obliterated into nothingness but what I mean is that all of our actions while we're here do affect one another and like I don't know like a good example of this is last night I went to a I went to a UCB show and it was um improvised Seinfeld which is hilarious. Oh my God. It's so funny. Yeah, I've heard such good things. And it was a fuck Steve Bannon edition. So, you know, everything was, all the money was, proceeds went towards, you know, an organization. And it was, it was about Steve Bannon apparently gets, if he gets at least $31 million from Seinfeld because he has like a stake and I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. it was very funny. It was very informative. It was a great way to fun- fundraise and like get people to laugh. And I feel like that's so important because a lot of, I feel like I haven't, like, really been laughing or having a good time since November. Like, I have been having such a hard time not being cynical and, like, not being, like, isolated, you know? And, like, I'm, like, forcing myself to do things with other people because it's now is, like, not a good time to be Mm -hmm. retreating into oneself. And that's, like, my tendency is to just, like, go inside. Um, And I think for a lot of people. But... Anyway, yeah, so um, that's great. Great news. Yeah. Year 2017. Year 2017 is the year of, I don't know. I'm just knocking on the closest wood next to me right now. But let's let's end this on a high note because this is great news. This is, I say, cautiously hopeful news. I think so. I mean, it's been halted, but for now, it's a, it's a victory. For now. And... You know, we'll keep you guys up to date on what's happening with the Kardashians moving into 2017. We are going to have an episode on um, the last two episodes of the show coming out soon. Amanda Craig is going to be joining me to talk about those episodes. um, So that'll be a lot of fun. So watch out for that coming soon. And then hopefully we're going to have Nick Fiore back to talk about the Robin China baby special. I know he's been like the most requested guest, but he is in high demand. Um... So excited to have him back. Yeah. Hopefully the next time you hear from us, Kylie merch has been revealed. We'll let you know how, what we think of it. Of course, I probably won't buy it because I'm broke as hell, but please, you know, let us know if you buy anything from, you know, 
Kylie Jenner shop. The Kylie Shop Incorporated is what it's called. Or if you have any more lip kit reviews, she keeps cranking those out. Mm -hmm. Or Good American, Chloe's Denim, you know, anything anything Kardashian related that you have an opinion about, we want to hear about it on Twitter or Facebook or otherwise. So please also rate us in iTunes as well. We always appreciate those ratings. Yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. You can also listen to me on other podcasts such as Twin Peaks Peaks. Matt and I are going to be talking about uh, the Twin Peaks book that came out um, and its attempt to tie the entire history of conspiracy theories in America to uh, one of the greatest cult TV shows of all time and whether or not that was successful. So look out for that from Twin Peaks Peaks coming soon. Yeah, and I think... um... I I hope that this seems like we ended on a a hopeful note. Um, Please follow me on Twitter at BRKMRN. I'm pretty active there. Um, Yeah, this has been the K-Hole. Don't be fucking rude.